0: Hello, Fresh and Spaces. Can you hear me? Hello, Anna, Can you hear me? Okay. Everyone was on. We had to disconnect because nobody could hear me. I don't understand what happened. I don't know why Uh, I I had on one Bluetooth. It connected. The other one was off so they may come back and they may not but how are you this evening i'm so glad you're here <laughs> it's been a real saga good gracious i can't even believe it so they said they're coming back i i don't know i see well <laughs> all righty well i'm gonna try to reconnect people by sending out the invitation oh oh my gosh i'm like all in a quandary as per usual the lord is good oh jesus and his truth never, ever changes. So whatever the demons of, uh, you know, of this cyberspace are trying to do tonight, uh, they will not succeed in that because God knows exactly what we're doing. Hi there, Reem. I have no idea what went on. I had to disconnect and um, just, you know, redo it. I, I just don't even know what that could have been all about. But uh, here we are, and I'm going to see if other folks come back on and give a little time for that to happen uh, before I restart. Um, and I'm sending back out these, the um, connections, the links, so that folks won't have so much trouble uh, getting it done. So if you guys will chat among yourselves there, and <laughs> let me see if I can redo this. Wow. Such a strangeness. Definitely such a strangeness. But God is still God and I will still praise him. I shall yet praise him for he is the help of my countenance and my God. May he be praised forever. There we go. So we're back in. Um, Praise God. I hope Tony comes back. I hope everyone uh recovers from this. Uh, may the Lord be praised. He's a wonderful lord and and, like I said, thank you, Tony Richard. You are right. I had to disconnect because nothing I did uh, worked, so the Lord is back uh we will We will continue and I had just started uh saying that it was so good to be with everyone and that um I was so glad that uh, all of you had shown up, and I said maybe some people will come as um we we get going you know and oh my gosh now i'm discombobulated a little bit but what i was really saying is i am so appreciative that you guys take time out to to uh come and that once a week definitely is a is a challenge because um we are here one night per week and with busy people i know with me Sometimes I just don't remember a thing if it's not unusual in my my routine, you know, it just keeps cropping in. But nonetheless, we're here. And Psalm 19 says, as I always, I must say it, uh, the heavens declare the glory of God, the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utter speech, night unto night shows knowledge. And there's another uh, part of it that is so beautiful, the second part. After, after the first part, and it's just talking about um, how there is a, you know, a tent for the sun, a tabernacle where the sun lives, and all of these beautiful things about the glory of God being uh, in the firmament. What, he, what I think he's really telling us in that psalm is that God is real. And if anyone wants to know him, they have only to look in the day because after he says all of that, um, he says that the law of the Lord is perfect, that it converts the soul, that the testimony of the Lord is sure, it makes wise the simple, that the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring uh, tr- uh, forever, and the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous all together and more to be desired are they than fine gold Yea, than much fine gold and that keeping um the law is a wise thing for us all to do so praise the lord we are just surrounded by the declaration of god and for those who don't believe i just don't know how you can live in a world like this, in, in this earth, right, and behold the great wonders and not contemplate. And so I, I was saying, too, as you all couldn't hear me, I was just talking away and having a really old good time, that when we look out, we do have to wonder. You know, when I look at the, the oceans and how they are, they are they, they are contained, the ocean, all that water is contained in a basin. And when the the tide comes in with all that force, it never leaves its own shore. The boundaries that God has spoken, because there is no barrier built around it, save the sand. And it still is contained. The voice of God is uh, in, in control. And all of the great wonders of this world do indeed obey. So welcome again to every one of you. Pastor Thomas, Tony Reams, uh, Shreese, Anna, um, team was in. I hope she comes again. May the Lord our God be praised. So tonight, I really wanted to talk about, we'll talk a little bit, we won't have a lot of time, I'm sure, to talk about the brevity of life and why the contemplation of God and watching to see is so very important. Um, We don't live for a very long time, even though the Lord has given us these cycles that we count as days and years. But the, the the, um, the cycle in in terms of God's timetable is so brief. And so I'm going to read from the 90th Psalm. I, because herein lies a real um, reminder of how brief our time on this earth is. So if you have your Bibles, do come along with me. And um let's read together here. So Psalm ninety. This was my one of my mother's great, great psalms. And um on her deathbed she she wasn't talking right and she was looking away. I happened to have been sitting in the room with her alone. Um I had gotten angry with mother because she didn't seem that sick <laughs> and I just was I'd been praying that she would live. And uh, finally, I heard the voice of the Lord. I totally believe it was the Lord speaking that she could live if she wanted to live. So you see, I got mad with her because I finally re- realized she didn't want to live any longer. And I- I- I'm not sure that it wasn't that she didn't want to, is that she was cooperating with the, the, the uh, timetable that God has set for her life, because she really was not ill for a very long time, not, not to the point where she, we had to take care of her anyway, I don't know how, how long she was, but um, very briefly, you know, up to from maybe late January, she died in April, that was the period of her um, having, be, being in the bed pretty much, and she was in the bed every day, even during that time, <clears throat> but it was a beautiful day. <clears throat> excuse me, and I, I remember just talking with her, you know. But she was looking in a, like in another direction. And finally, I said, "Go ahead, mother, fly away." And uh, she she looked back at me when I said uh, that my brother was going to be all right. I kind of thought she might have been thinking about him a lot. But the the, the fly away part, <clears throat> excuse me, is what shocked me. You know, I. I don't know why I said fly away until I reread the psalm. And so here it is. Psalm 90 reads, Lord, thou has been our dwelling place. Listen to it, guys. Thou has been our dwelling place in every generation, all generations. Now this is a psalm from Moses. Moses uh, supposedly wrote this psalm and he has a particular understanding of the fact that God has overseen his life and always covered and surrounded him. Moses has a particular testimony, and that is that at the time of his birth all the Hebrew babies were being killed, and yet this one child floating on a river was retrieved and lived in the house of the kingdom, the rulers, the very ones who were having them killed. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. And if we stop to consider our own salvation, our own lives, and we understand the many pitfalls and turns that we could have taken that would have claimed our lives, not maybe to death, but perhaps to an eternity, of being separated from God, are we not able to also say, Lord, you have been, now we personalize it, my dwelling place in all generations, but particularly in mine, okay? <laughs> you have been my dwelling place. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting thou art god i love the sound of god's word and reading it in any version no matter the old english or the new english i'm just a king james person i'm just a you know an old english bible reader the sound of it is uniquely different than the putting together of words by clever men. Because in these words, there is a divinity that floats and rides. And when we hear them, the rhythm of the eternal almighty creator is lifted up. I don't know if you deal with music the way I have dealt with music. <clears throat> I've had to learn music in order to play music, so I can kind of read. I don't know how good I am at it anymore, but I could read notes and I could read on. On uh, I could read actually three clefs. One I left before, but two you have to be able to read if you can if you can play piano at all, right? And when you learn to read music, right? <clears throat> You can look at something that is written on a page and you can replicate the intended sound, at least the sound that the composer meant. That's how God's word is for me. And I believe for everyone who reads it, when we read the words on the page, it's not like reading any other book. We actually replicate the intended sound of God. Himself, inspired as it is and written by the hands of men who could not have written it had the Holy Spirit not been there to dictate it. So now we have that sound. The same way if I play a piece of music and one who is sitting, who is inspired or enlightened by God to hear the sounds, and notate them, that person then is notating the sound, the intended melody of the composer. And that's how I see it here. We can even take that into almost every art form and say almost the same, except drama. I leave drama out in a little place all to itself. But with even movement, you can notate the movement. And someone who understands notation of of movement can look at it and put it on a piece of paper in, in symbols that you know resemble writing, and they can replicate the intended movement pattern of the choreographer or the person who composed it. That's how the sound of God's word is, and that's why I trust it because I know that it is possible for men to replicate a thing. Definitely, it is possible that almighty, eternal, all-knowing, moving God who has instilled in us the very gifts that we use to satisfy and fulfill ourselves in this earth can use that now to do exactly what he wants to do in terms of preserving a word that will instruct us and guide us to understand his intentions for us while we live. The psalmist goes on to write, Thou turnest men to destruction and sayest, Return, ye children of men. So, not in the sense that he turned us to it, but in the sense that we have turned by the very power that he gave us to turn. We are not robots. We are people in whom God has planted his own image and in that image we have the wherewithal to say yes and to say no. No matter what it is thou turnest men to destruction and still you say return. Return ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past. And as a watch in the night, the brevity of it all. A thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday. Because you see it is written in, I think it's First Peter chapter 3, maybe verse 13 or 8, somewhere in there thousand years is but a day. A thousand years is but a day. Here he says a thousand years in your sight are as yesterday when it is past. It's like yesterday when that thousand years is up and as a watch in the night. You carry them away as with a flood. They are as asleep. In the morning they are like grass which grows up in the morning it flourishes and grows up but in the evening it is cut down and it is withered cut down and withered and this is the part that I'm going to to major in tonight because I really want us to begin to really think it has occurred to me uh, I've been I've been kind of instructed by the lord for many a year to uh, I believe take the writings that he has given me and compile them in a devotional. But you know, it's a funny thing about God. I love him. I love him. I love him because when I hear him, I am quick to move. I want to move as soon as I think I've heard him. If he says, Phyllis, do this, or I hear something in my ear? I'm ready to do it, right? But there is a what we call a curing time, so from the moment that the uh he, he plants he plants a thought he begins to like a flower let it grow it matures and when it is in a mature state he then sends you forth he gives you the wherewithal the power the resources the everything to actually do it and that curing time is dependent on what he's telling you to do. So what you know, this devotional. And let me tell you how I tried to write it and I tried to write it and I tried and I tried. Cause like you tell it, I so told you, I run, I just run. I pick it right up. It was my good girlfriend Yvette who would just fl- flutter her little eyelashes there and say, honey, maybe he doesn't mean not, not right now. <laughs> because you see, I was running them as well. Maybe he means for you to wait a little while. In her words were great wisdom. Though not necessarily uh, for the thing that we were trying to do in those moments, or maybe necessarily, right? But for sure, writing this devotional. And I, so I waited for years, and he's given me many, many more pieces to include in in the devotional as well. I've I've now written more than I ever thought that I could write by the way I physically do not like to write long passages I really don't like to sit around and try to uh, think up stuff to put on a piece of paper I would have actually flunked out of college if my dear younger sister hadn't been by my side to help me get this stuff written because you see I don't like to write never did every time the teacher said in high school we're going to do a research paper I would go oh my goodness right because let me tell you how I could say whatever I wanted to say in about one paragraph and for some reason my brain just wouldn't stretch it out right, and give it all of these words that they want, like you write a, a thousand word whatever, or uh two or three pages on something, or sometimes a seven or eight page because you're doing this research. I just never could do it. I, I just couldn't do it, right? Uh, but Jan is a writer, and so she was sit with me. Not only could she write, she could type, and I couldn't even type. Oh, Lord, what was I planning to do with my life? I don't know because I didn't take a typing course and i sure would not uh, press myself into doing these long writings but for some reason god has given me now the freshman says and yet you write well but i'm going to tell you that is truly if if anything good come comes out of the brain or uh, my brain onto a piece of paper it's because I believe that I am hearing from the Holy Spirit. Truly and all, if you told me to sit down and write a paper right now, I would really, really trip over it. As many reports as I've had to write in my career time, you know, I, I struggled from the beginning. I finally got it, you know, and got myself a template, and then I would sit and write all these reports. But that, is the power of the Holy Spirit. God has blessed us in ways that we can only uh look back on and say, mm, mm, mm. that song, How I Got Over, my soul does not wonder. My soul knows I got over by the power of my Lord and, the, and the, His Spirit working in me. So here it is. We have these verses from Psalm 90. Lord, you've been our dwelling place from all generations. You've always been there. And he says generations because uh, Moses lived a pretty long uh, time, uh, comparatively speaking. He doesn't live the 980 to 64 days or whatever it was. Methuselah lived the longest living Greek man on earth, right? He, He didn't live the thousand, but he almost lived a full day in terms of God's time. Because remember, A thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past and as a watch in the night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. The first day. God then has done something amazing in terms of time. And I'm talking tonight about how brief, our lives are. The psalmist goes on to say that we are like this grass, you know, we flourish, we grow up in the morning and we're flourishing, but in the evening it withers and it's cut down. That's pretty much how it is. So I got really interested in that, you know, and I, I'm talking about this, um, writing the, the, um, Devotional because the Lord has brought me back to it. I'm, I'm, you know, trying to get it together again. It's something that I'm going to invite the collective, the Re- uh, Rehoboth collective to join me in because I believe that uh, a devotional, if it's going to have great value, save the one written by Oswald Chambers, which is an amazing, uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful um, uh, devotional, the best I've ever, I've ever, uh, gone through. Um, and I went through it more than once over and over. I gave it as gifts. It is tremendous. Oswald lived a very short amount of time. But in his short years, the Lord poured through this man a great deal of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding with regards to the matters of God. So as he's called me back to try to, to put it together, because I'm going to put it together this time, he, he He impressed me with this. How about calling this, label this, spend a second with God. Not a day. I started, I'm thinking a day, a day. No, can't spend a day with God. Spend... A minute I, I you know went through my mind spend a, a day well that led me to look up and to remember this scripture that a thousand years is as a day right so I I looked it up and I tried to do some calculations so I could see what this devotional is going to be called right and I still haven't settled on it but what I will tell you is that one hour of one hour in this time that God is, is, is impressing me to look at, a day is a thousand years. One hour is 41 and a half years. Just one hour. Now think about it. We live, the promise is, you know, four score ten, or, right? And that would be 80 years or three score ten, that would be. 70 years. Uh, I forget how, I think it's in this Psalm too that tells us what, if by reason of strength we live for four score, right? Um, then we are living only two hours as God sees the time that we pass in this earth. A very brief amount of time. Two hours. So that it takes you back to Genesis, right? In the day, in the very day that you eat of the fruit of this tree, you shall surely die. That's what he said. <laughs> and Methuselah didn't even make the full day. But if you look back, the, the time that people lived was pretty, you know, it was hundreds of years They lived hundreds of years and Methuselah almost made a thousand, but he didn't live a thousand. He lived nine hundred and some odd nine, I think it was nine hundred sixty or something like that. Yeah, a score is twenty. Yes. And the promise in the, in this psalm is, um, I'm sorry, I can't put that. So the days of our years are three score years and ten. 70 is the average uh, lifespan of a person. And if by reason of strength, they be four score years, yet is their strength, labor and sorrow. So even if we live four score, now my dad lived, um, uh, how many years did daddy almost live five score? He almost lived, he was 99 and a half or something, uh, a bit there. So even if there are people who who live a hundred years, a uh, one, one group, these two ladies about which, um, in our own words was the, the Broadway play, I think they live, one of them lived 107 years, one lived, I think, 115 years, but nobody kind of lives much longer than that. And even if you live that long in the view of God, you still only live less than three. Hours in his time. Or, yeah, less than three hours, right? So our lives are very, very short. And why am I talking about this tonight? I I really was trying to go in a very different direction. If we live such a brief amount of time, why do we not then spend more time in our calculation of hours, seconds, days, years with God. If I really am only living less than three hours, I have no time to waste in the plan of God. And yet, We can be so time wasteful. We can waste so much time. We can put our efforts and our energy into those things which absolutely have no eternal value. We make choices about our careers that are very carnal. We do things with our children that are very non-life affirming. We spend a lot of our days in lethar- lethargy and in putting our hands and our minds and our money to that which has No lasting value. And I'm not talking about you. The reason I'm contemplating this is because I am contemplating me. The number of moments I spend on wondering why I do this, that, or the other. Or, uh, you know, being, um, what's the word, too... To self aware, to get up and make things different, to not uh, clean out the closet, by the way, that I really need to clean out, no, or not to get my, uh, my Bible study in, or not to, you know, uh, do more, more evangelizing. And I'm not talking about something formal in terms of evangelism, I'm talking about something. Talking to someone, talk, your own children. I believe that the first, uh, the first work that we should do should be within the boundaries of our own families, and then we go beyond, step by step, letting God direct us. And once you know, you you don't you can't save them. It isn't your work to save a man. That is the work of God, but it is our work to be a witness. That is our work. And it does not also mean that we are beating people over the head with anybody's Bible or with any uh, continual correction of others. It is living the life that we sing about in our song. As a song, by the way. It's living as if you really are The person that God has called you to be and me. I am not here to throw darts, not at all, never. I cannot even afford to do such a thing. I do not judge another man's life, you know, in terms of motivation. I can only assess what I see and that very, very carefully because God reads the heart and therefore he knows much more than I do about everybody, about everything that they say, do, and are. So it isn't for that purpose that we talk about what it looks like to live a Christian life. A life that is submitted to God. The reason is to put us all in um, a state of remembering, contemplating, thinking through and looking inward so that we can see ourselves and checking in with God day by day to see where he's leading what he's saying and how we should be responding. That is the full purpose. I call it to mind. It's easy for me to do it now because I did just have a birthday. And the numbers on the life page that I live have gotten fairly high. I have passed the promise. God has been truly good to me. And so uh, every year now uh, brings me closer. As my mother used to say, you're a lot closer to the grave than you are to the womb. (laughs) And, uh, you know, she's right. Save the trumpet sounds and I'd be caught up Right. I am. And yet, in so being, I am not in the least bit deterred or uh, feeling that I should step away from. Oh, no. I feel like going even more zealously towards the work of the kingdom of God. Because you see the hour. Is near. And if 4.1 days or something like that, 4.6 days or something like that is is a, is a, a, um, the sum total of one, one hour, I think it is. Hold on, let me just double check. One hour. Surely I can give him a little bit more than that. Of these hours that God has allowed me, less than three, um, I'm going to find it because of these numbers, I, I, one hour is four to 1.6 years is what I'm saying. And then one minute is four days. One minute is it, 251 days and one second is four days. One second. That's how it is. I've got the calculations here in front of me. 4.183 days, right? Seconds, right? With God. Four days a second in the way He perceives our time. So I think about that, right? And then I think, well, out of these little brief moments that I'm living, how much time am I walking with my Father? So there's some scriptures, you know, I'm going to bring them next we'll all gather them. But you remember it he says, pray always, pray without ceasing. Well, you really don't have a whole lot of time to be praying. So truly, that makes perfect sense to me. Pray without ceasing. Pray that you not go into temptation. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me this. Day, this period of time that you have given me, this minute, these day, this forty-one point eight one, you know, this, this just like this short amount of time. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from every evil. That is a constant, and we should be praying it all day, every day. You know something? When I, I, I'm not as as um, gung ho, I guess, or as mindful a, as I once was, but I would go to bed and ask the Lord to fill my mind. Don't let a don't let a dream not, a, not anything come into my mind that is unlike you Lord because even in the moments of my sleep I want to worship him I want to be his and his alone the brevity of our lives very short very short time and when you have lived, now, a lot of you probably have not. You're nice and, and young out there. Happy born day, Miss Phillies. Well, thank you very much for <laughs> born day. That's goodness. Um, You know, until you live through those years, then you don't have a real sense of how quickly they pass. Cause you just, you know, well, you, you, you're, you're, you're 19, you know, or you're 25 or you're 30 or you're 35. And then some people have a pity party when they turn 40. Um, and then you're 50 and then you are 55, you know, and 16. And it keeps going like that. And suddenly you say, I'm what? huh? What? So, so my pastor called me. Pastor Samaj called me. Uh, on my, well, last week it wasn't my birthday, but he was, he always looks at me, he's he's he might be 40 now, but he was about 36 or something when I met him and, and he would sit and talk with me and we would laugh and talk and just have a good old time right, he's a southerner, he's from New Orleans, one of my favorite places and to go and have a really good time but he said cause he knows my younger daughter right, and he and my younger daughter, um Around the same age, he recognizes that. I don't know how he knew, but whatever. So he says, uh, you know, Sister Phyllis, I, I, I just want to thank you for being so young. He said, you do not. I just don't even know how old you are. Cause he's he's perplexed, so I tell him, "Well, that you know, I, I I can act like this because I'm a middle child. I have a lot of folks over me. That I have a lot of older brothers and sisters, and so I never had to feel old, really, because I had all these people who were above me. You know what I mean? I got a lot below me too, but um, so." everybody was always older than me I never felt like I was really grown that's why I started to smoke I just wanted to feel like I was a grown person and um and I didn't, you know, because all these other people were there in my life. And I had very old aunts and, you know, just had a lot of older people around me. And therefore, I have never taken to feeling like an old lady or being an old lady. You know what I mean? That doesn't, doesn't even occur to me until, of course, I hurt my knee. And now I'm tripping around and thinking like my dad said that day when he got... I mean, he started tipping. And I thought, oh, my goodness. You know, but I never even looked at my parents as old it's strange how my mind is set that way. But I really appreciated him saying, making the call and uh, saying how he appreciated me. But now, I don't know why he appreciates the fact that I don't, in his opinion, act old. To my brothers and sisters, I've always been acting old, but uh, to to, other, to him, and I've never felt the old. But what I think he's saying is that there is an energy, energy for continued life. And that is really the truth. My father used to plan as if he, daddy always had a plan. He was always seeing the future. And I remember thinking one day as he was talking, I'm thinking, gee, dad is never going to stop. I think he laid brick until he was 1991 somewhere. And I went out with him and watched him build someone's fence. And he was he was 90 in his 90s. And then he would walk anywhere he wanted to go. It didn't matter. My father walked. He always had an energy for living. And I guess I must have inherited it because it's very hard for me to contemplate anything but life. And while I'm living, I cannot even imagine not being active. Now, the Lord might be trying to to tell me something because I have injured my knee and walking is quite difficult these days. But even still, I anticipate full healing that I might be able to continue in full strength to do what I believe He has called me to do. I am not bragging, darlings. This is just how I think. And I want to say that right now, and I told the pastor, well, I didn't, I don't think of myself as old, but I have now learned to appreciate age because it has taught me how brief life really is. And I now can say, I have no time to waste because I am closer to the grave than I am to the womb. But that's it for me. Praise His holy name. I pray that you too, as you are reading this psalm with me, you know, as we go through this psalm, this is one of my favorite psalms, that you will continue You will think, even if you are 20 years old or 16, you will consider that a wink and it's over. It goes very quickly. And my parents who lived in their strength, they were always strong. When they came to that moment where they were no more, I was in absolute shock because I do not see death as a normalcy. I do see it as very much not God's intention for his people. And so I, my grief was, oh my, they're no longer on this side and I did not expect it. Even when I was looking at my mom that day and and talking with her, I did not expect to see her take her last breath. But it does come. It comes for you and it comes for me. And this is not a morbid subject. This is as much a part of the lives that we have as the life we live. And I thank God for my mother who always said so. She said, if you get out of this life, you will have to pass through that abyss called death. You will have to go that route. Now, whether it's an abyss or not, I don't know. I, I, for, for the believer, it is in terms of our thinking about it. it is a, it's a place we don't know. Right? So we're going to do that unless we're here when the trumpet sounds, and I always thought I would be. So, I I just want us to think on the matter, not to anticipate death, but to heighten, to intensify life and live it in full in submission to our Father and our God that we might accomplish, do will accomplish those things that he has ordained for us to do from the foundations of the world, that we may grasp the fullness of who he is and therefore be completely transformed throughout. And I ask the Lord to keep me from having to suffer immensely to learn my final lessons, but to let me, Lord God, read your word, to contemplate, to understand, to search you out as much as I can, To submit my way before you so that I might be able to live in strength until we pass from this life into eternal life. I pray it not only for me, but for everyone who is listening in the name of Jesus Christ. You are an awesome God. We bless and we praise you. And we thank you, Father, for getting us through the initial hiccups. Whatever that was, I do not know. Same Bluetooth, same pr- pr- procedure. I do not know why I had to go out and come in again. Uh, but 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 we did. But God, you know, and I trust you in all things. Methuselah died. It's nine sixty nine. Absolutely, he lived nine hundred sixty nine years. <laughs> very very. Uh, short life, so I thank every one of you come for coming in, Quado, Quaringe, Quad, mm-hmm. great names, you know. I, I, I have to look at that and really pronounce it. Team, maybe mm-hmm. the mind-boggling, yes. Shrees, Freshen, Pastor Thomas, Tony, God bless. Listen to, let me tell you what I what I really contemplate a lot. Before we go tonight, there's a whole generation behind me. 49 years is your average generation, right? There's a generation there. And I read today because I wanted us to do something interactive, and I, I'm probably going to get to it, but I didn't feel like it was totally prepared. There's a whole generation of folks on this earth, some in the uh what we what you know these whoever named it the third world but in the non-western world coming into the fullness of the understanding of, of our father and his redemptive work through Jesus Christ but in the places where that faith has been preached and known there is a great falling away what shall we do to preserve the beauty of this faith. How shall we pass this faith on? And so we have to think very much about how we do what we do as Christians. What shall be done? What shall be done? And when we went through the Book of John, I was looking at the life of Jesus Christ in relationship to his disciples. And the Book of John, that gospel, is one where we see him as a walking uh, 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 friend and a teacher. He was he was at it. So we don't get a whole bunch of the same detail from the other, but you get this kind of. It's not it's not quick, 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 but it's not. You know, laden in the, in a lot of details, you get this panoramic kind of view of Jesus Christ and Him establishing the church, bringing it about, living the fullness of His own words, showing us and mentoring how to do life, how to live in submission to God. And so we take our model from the Gospels and we have the interpretation of a lot of it in the epistles so that we are fully comprehending god bless you all i want you to think of ways that you would if you would add something or some uh, something to the fellowship of believers to make us more effective in this world um Think of, think it through, you know. Come come up with something, and then next week, by the grace of God, well, next week in two weeks probably uh, we are going to have that interactive discussion because next week I am supposed to speak with a pastor on the subject of what America needs um, with regards to um, racism, et cetera. So. Be blessed, my lovely, f- f- you know, you're just so faithful with me and I'm so grateful to you. And for every new person that comes on beautiful broadcasts from Jim, Jamila, Gemma, and Rima. Oh, bless your bones. So glad you're all here. Uh, beautiful show. Yes, Sister Rima, I love the word. May my life follow through. Amen. It will. Yes. Pulud. entered the studio. We have some new, uh, God bless. Yeah. Talk with me always. Check me. Look up stuff. I love it when you do that because I feel like we are in the same room. <laughs> I like that. Um, please bring a young person or younger person. Um, you know, let's just make it our business. Like every, every week I'm inviting these little guys, you know, only God can move them, uh, to do so. But, um, we keep on trying. Keep on trying. Life is too hard. Without those couple of little hours we live, let me tell you, Satan is busy and right on top of us. So we want to give uh, the knowledge of the, the escape that God has given to every one of us in the moments of our temptation. Father, you are so wonderful. We thank you. We bless you. And we just are asking you, Father, to just build us up, show us, give us vision, vision. And, and and keep on talking with us so that we are empowered and motivated to be your disciples, your children, living in your kingdom and guided by your eyes. Blessed be your name forever and ever. And with that, I just thank you, guys. It's so good to dine with you. Always we are at the table that is set by the Lord. And if anything it doesn't taste so good, you know he didn't fix it. It was me all the way. <laughs> and throw that out. Get rid of that quickly. But I trust him in every way. And I trust that the words that he has spoken tonight through his word are powerful enough to change us just a little bit, just a little bit. He said, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Glory to God. Psalm 90 has been our um, reference tonight, and we will continue in two weeks. God bless you. Have a great night. Rejoice greatly, for our God is truly, truly good.